The Chicago Blackhawks hit Las Vegas for a matchup with the undefeated Golden Knights this evening. I'll go over the intense practice that the Hawks held before leaving Chicago, as well as my three keys to victory, and I'll also discuss whether Coach Luke Richardson is overthinking the forward lines early on this season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your Friday. I'm your host, Jack Bushman can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too, or you can go check out my strictly Blackhawks account at talk and hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also just a reminder per usual, please make sure to go and show some support. If you haven't done so already, go and smash that like button comment down below as well as to your prediction for tonight's final score out in Vegas. And of course, please subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's 100% free. It won't cost you anything, and it really does help your boy out tremendously. So please make sure to go and do that real quick. It only takes two seconds. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode's uploaded each and every day. In today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, is sponsored by FanDuel, the best place to bet on the NFL. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And speaking of our Chicago Blackhawks, just a couple of weeks after your boy, I really wish... The timeline would have worked out better because I would have loved to be at T-Mobile Arena this evening when the Blackhawks take on the undefeated defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. And this is the second time that these two teams are meeting here within the last week. The first one was the Blackhawks home opener last Saturday. Connor Bedard, of course, gave the Hawks faithful an early eruption with his first goal at the UC and his second goal of the season. The Hawks went on to hang in there kind of with Vegas through 40 minutes. The score was tied two to two, but then in the third period, that's when things started to unravel a little bit. Vegas scores 13 seconds into the third. They add two more for three goals in a row and the Blackhawks wind up losing that one by a final score of five to three that moved the golden Knights to six Oh and Oh at the time. And coming into tonight's matchup, yes, they are still undefeated. 7-0-0, the Vegas Golden Knights have not lost a game since the Stanley Cup final last June or whatever it may be. So yeah, the storyline for the Blackhawks early on continues. It's just not going to get any easier for them anytime soon. And in their last outing, it was their second meeting in the last two weeks with the Boston Bruins as well. And they wound up losing that one three to nothing. Second time that they had been shut out in their last three games. And after the contest, it was probably the most frustrated, agitated, or irritated that we have seen head coach Luke Richardson since he had taken over uh, behind the Blackhawks bench. And he said, he's just kind of done with being a team that's only tough to play against after one year. He's just kind of ready to have his team take that next step. And he really thinks they have to reach another level 
in the intensity of their battles. And he made sure not to call out their work ethic or the work that they're doing. He didn't want to throw his players under the bus, but he did kind of want to kickstart them and let them know that what they had been doing, particularly in the final 20, 30 minutes of their last few games, simply wasn't going to be good enough to get the job done at the NHL level. He just said it was kind of the quality of their battles just needed to be a little bit better in those one-on-one situations. And at practice yesterday, before the Blackhawks headed out West to Las Vegas, we certainly saw a different feel and a different vibe at Fifth Third Arena than we're used to seeing so far in the early going, especially when the Blackhawks were doing their two-on-two battle drills in front of their own goaltender. Uh, They were having shots coming in from the point and players are just kind of duking it out. The defenseman is obviously trying to not let the forward corral the rebound. The forward is trying to get to that loose puck. And obviously the, the, probably the clip that you all saw on social media was Wyatt Kaiser and Connor Bedard battling it out in front of the network. Kaiser uh, ended up giving uh, Bedard a little bit of a good spill there, but all in all, it was just a, a really tough practice. And I do think that's what the Blackhawks kind of need to be implementing into their regimen right now. And Nick Felino, who's a veteran leader that was brought in with a clear purpose this offseason, he mentioned following practice yesterday that that's kind of the intensity that the Boston Bruins had been practicing when he spent time with that organization. And they were going so hard, it almost got to the point where fights and little scraps were breaking out. And that's not a bad thing. Everyone is a competitor in the NHL. You want to be working hard and You want to be getting the better of your teammates in practice and your opponents in game situations. You just want to be improving day in and day out. At least that's the mentality you need to have if you want to be a good NHL team. And I think this is the right time for the Blackhawks to start drilling that into their brains that they're just going to have to work harder with the team that they have if they want to win games. And I'm sure it's disappointing that they've lost their last three after a pretty solid 2-2-0 start uh, to kick off their five-game road trip. This is what it's going to take for them to get the job done against the best of the best in the NHL. And I do really like seeing, I mentioned this on Wednesday's show, I thought it was perfect timing for Luke Richardson to kind of call out his bunch a little bit. And I said, was it justified? Was it a little bit unfair considering the Blackhawks have an absolute gauntlet of a schedule? Yeah, I think so a little bit, but Luke Richardson doesn't care about that. That's what makes him different from the rest of us and what makes him a head coach in the National Hockey League. He knows how to push those buttons. And I do think this is the right time for the Blackhawks to start realizing this is how they have to practice if they want to be successful. And it was also really nice to hear that the practice was well-received by all of the players. Connor Bedard said it was probably his favorite practice of the season so far. And yeah, I think that was just really crucial for the Blackhawks to do before this matchup with Las Vegas tonight. And I also wanted to talk about kind of what went wrong for the Blackhawks in that first meeting with Vegas. And quite honestly, just all throughout this three-game losing streak that they're on right now. And to me, it feels like a lot of their problems have come from uh, losing battles in transition, having breakdowns there, and then also not being rugged and physical enough in front of their own netminder. Going back to this one against Vegas last weekend, at the start of the third period, 13 seconds in, Connor Bedard, Seth Jones kind of have a little mini breakdown there with Vegas going the other way. That leads to a two-on-one, bam, 13 seconds in, the Golden Knights are able to grab the 3-2 lead and really grasp that momentum in the third period that the Blackhawks were never never able to get back. And then their next two goals, bang-bang plays, 
right out in front of the net. The Blackhawks get a little sloppy and aren't as tight in their coverage. And a good team like Vegas, who's also very physical, they're going to take advantage of that in those dirty little areas. They certainly did so to pick up that 5-3 to three victory. And then in the last matchup with the Boston Bruins, the opening goal of the game, Kevin Korchinski turns the puck over and isn't able to kind of get back in front of his goaltender and take on the physicality level uh, to battle with Pavel Zaka. He's able to redirect that goal. That puts the Bruins ahead one to nothing. Their second goal, Corey Perry, loses a battle one-on-one in center ice. That gives the Bruins an easy breakaway. And then the third was just also kind of a little bit of a mad scramble in front of the net where the Blackhawks It was just a really poor defensive sequence if I'm calling the spade a spade here. So those breakdowns, it feels like it's been happening a lot right in front of their own net, which as a young defensive core, obviously that's something I feel like that they're going to have to work on throughout the course of this season. And then also in transition, just taking away those opportunities, those golden opportunities that they're giving other teams. I think those are kind of the things that they need to do to shut it down and if they just work harder on their four checks and their stick checks in those one-on-one battles all over the ice and especially in front of their goaltender, I think that's going to help clean up some of the defensive issues that we've seen so far this season. So all in all, I was really happy with not only Luke Richardson's comments following the Blackhawks 3-0 loss to the Bruins, but also the way this Blackhawks team responded in practice yesterday before heading to Vegas. Hopefully they can kind of build off that. They're certainly going to need to to take down the 7-0-0 Golden Knights on home ice here this evening. All right, there are my thoughts on what went wrong for the Blackhawks in the first meeting with Vegas and during their little three-game losing streak. Coming up in just a moment here, I will get into my three keys to victory for the Blackhawks as they try to avoid their fourth consecutive loss. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Football season is underway. We're basically at the midway point of the season now, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time that they win in the regular season. It's super easy. All you got to do is pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get a bunch of bonus bets for every single regular season win. And you can use these bonus bets to bet on everything from the over-under to money line, to point spreads, and even player props, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, one of my favorite things about FanDuel is when I win a bet, they pay me out instantly. There's no better place to bet on the NFL than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, segment two, since I just dove into what kind of went wrong for the Blackhawks in their last outing with the Vegas Golden Knights, I figured it would only make sense to kind of transition this into my three keys to victory as the Hawks try to snap this three-game losing skid that they're on. My number one key to victory for the Blackhawks tonight, though, is Connor Bedard needs to simplify his game. He has no shots on goal in two of the last three, uh, and in that, it wasn't against Vegas He had a goal, obviously. Uh, The game prior to Vegas, he had no shot attempts. I at least like to see him be a little bit more aggressive. He had three shot attempts in their last outing against Boston. But it feels like he's still trying to do a little bit too much at this point in time. And quite honestly, he's struggling without Taylor Hall. It just feels like there hasn't been anyone to keep up or kind of aid him in creating dangerous opportunities or even just getting some offensive zone time. It feels like without Taylor Hall, 
that top line has been much more quiet. And I feel like because of that, Connor Bedard's had the puck on his stick a little bit more often. And he's kind of had to be the one who's trying to kickstart the offense going the other way. He's trying to lug the puck through center ice and dance around some defenders to enter the offensive zone and then make something happen. And I just don't know if at his size and without enough experience at the NHL level, I just don't know if he's able to carry his line and carry the Blackhawks offense, quite honestly, at this point in time. And I feel like Nick Felino or whoever is going to be with Connor Bedard tonight on the top line, I'll get into that in a little bit. They got to help this kid out in terms of getting the puck into the offensive zone and getting it back. He can't just go and skate around all of these uh, Vegas Golden Knights checkers going off, enter the offensive zone every single time and expect to generate good looks. No, there has to be more desire for his line mates to go and get that puck back and to help him create other opportunities. Um, I think that will probably help Connor Bedard in terms of not trying to feel like he has to do everything himself out there on the ice and kind of same with the Blackhawks power play. I'm kind of sick of them dropping him the puck. It hasn't worked so far. The top power play has just been, excuse my language, it's been dog shit. And if they go and do that, if they're just expecting Connor Bedard to do it all himself, I think uh, that's a recipe for disaster tonight against a good Vegas Golden Knights bunch. You know they're going to have Connor Bedard circled coming into this one. So this is kind of a two-parter for me. Connor Bedard needs to simplify his game. He needs to stop trying to do everything himself. And also the players who are out there on the ice with him need to give him more support. It hasn't been enough since Taylor Hall has been out of the lineup. Give the 18 year old some help guys. He can't do it all himself. And if you think he can, you're certainly not going to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's my number one key to victory for the Blackhawks tonight. Bedard simplify his game and his line mates and whoever's out there with him on the power play, help the kid out. Can't do it all himself. My second key to victory. Don't, force Arvid Soderblom to make 35 to 40 saves here this evening. And that's kind of been a common theme for the Blackhawks in their last few contests. Peter Mrazek has faced 40 shots in uh, three of the four starts that he's seen this season. If Arvid Soderblom has to go out there and make 30 to 45 saves or he faces 30 to 45 shots, I just honestly don't really like the Blackhawks chances of coming away with the victory. Take in what you learned yesterday. And I also think, um, the Blackhawks can build off of knowing they held this Vegas Golden Knights bunch to only 24 shots on goal in the first matchup at the United Center. Now, obviously, this one's in their building at T-Mobile Arena, but they're really going to have to utilize what they did at practice yesterday, just playing tougher in those battles to make life easier on their goaltenders because while they have been incredible so far through the first seven games and have been standing on their head, that's not going to be the case throughout the course of the season. You're just not going to get a duo save percentage of 925 or 930 all year long. So for the Blackhawks to come out with a win tonight, I really think they have to hold the Golden Knights to under 35 shots on goal. And then my third key to victory, don't get lazy and keep grinding throughout that second half. Uh, Luke Richardson obviously has emphasized it, but the Hawks need to be battling all night long in the dirty areas because if there's any chance or any any point in this game where they take their foot off the pedal, we know Vegas is going to be looking for that. And they have the ability to capitalize with all four forward lines. I mean, this is an extremely deep Vegas Golden Knights team. So the Blackhawks, they've shown us they can hang in there with half a game with Vegas. They can hang in there for half a game with the Golden Knights. They can, uh, excuse me, the Bruins. They can hang in there for half a game with the Colorado Avalanche, but they've really only had one performance through their first seven games, in my opinion, 
where it's even been close to a full 60-minute effort, and that was the 4-1 win that they pulled off up in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. So I really think if they want to win this game, they got to go hard for a full 60 and down the stretch. They can't lighten up. They can't let Vegas get the easy ones. They got to make it hard. They got to make them earn it. If they do that, I think they can hang in there at the end and maybe they can find a way to pull off an upset against a 7-0-0 Golden Knights bunch. All right, folks, there are my three keys to victory for tonight's matchup coming up in just a moment. Don't go anywhere because I still am going to discuss the Blackhawks projected lineup as well as whether Coach Luke Richardson is kind of overthinking things so far this season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Jace Medical. Yeah, that is the right, is the right overlay. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, folks, and it's important to be prepared at all times. And that's why Jace Medical has come up with the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs right now. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Don't get caught unprepared. Get the Jace case today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps at jesemedical.com. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, please make sure to go and smash that like button. Comment down below your prediction to tonight's game and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, it won't cost you anything. It's 100% free. So make sure to go and do that right now. And also go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. I've been posting a lot of cool Blackhawks-related content there as of late, some cool videos and pictures of Connor Bedard. I've been posting highlights of a lot of Blackhawks prospects, and I've also been sharing clips right here live from the show. So please make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. All right, segment three, per usual, I do want to get into uh, the Blackhawks' projected forward lines and defensive pairings for tonight's matchup with the Vegas Golden Knights. And during practice yesterday at Fifth Third Arena, before the Hawks headed out to Sin City, not only did uh, the practice just have a completely different vibe and there were a ton of battle drills going on, but for the first time this season, Luke Richardson appeared to hit the blenders. We got a total mix-up in the forward lines compared to what we've seen through the first seven games and even all throughout training camp and the preseason. The top line for the Blackhawks, though, was kind of the one that was the least surprising, if you ask me, because during his post-game presser after the matchup with the Bruins, we heard Luke Richardson kind of hint that he may keep the trio of Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard, and Philip Kurashev together for the time being. Kurashev was uh, bumped up to that top line late in the game during his season debut. And yeah, that seems like uh, it's going to be the top line for the Blackhawks here this evening. Nick Foligno and Connor Bedard obviously have that kind of special, almost father-son type of connection off of the ice. So I think the hope is that uh, Richardson wants to see that translate on the ice as well. And then Philip Kurashev, it's been a revolving door at this right wing all all, uh, all season so far for the Blackhawks, and I'll touch on that a little bit here in just a second. I don't think Kershev is the long-term ploy there, but 
He also was uh, one of the forwards in the lineup for the Blackhawks against Boston that I thought had the most pep in his step and had some good flashes in his season debut as well. So hopefully that carries over into tonight's matchup with Vegas as well. The rest of the forward lines, though, are absolutely jumbled. And quite honestly, I don't know if this is what we're going to see tonight. We're just going to have to wait and see. There's not going to be a morning skate since, by the way, this game with Vegas starts at 5 p.m. Central time. What are we doing? That's a 3 p.m. puck drop in Las Vegas. 3 p.m. on a Friday, there's a hockey game in Las Vegas. Makes absolutely no sense. So there's not going to be a morning skate, obviously. We're not going to know the Blackhawks lineup until Richardson speaks with the media ahead of tonight's contest. But the second line at yesterday's practice was Jason Dickinson, Lucas Reichel, and Taylor Radish. Don't really know what to make of that, quite honestly. Um... I just don't think that's a good spot for Jason Dickinson to be in. And I thought they wanted to have him down the middle this season. So that's a little bit weird to me. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Ryan Donato, Corey Perry was the third line in practice yesterday. And then the fourth line was Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Reese Johnson with Andreas Athanasiu, interestingly, being the odd man out. And then on defense, uh, we didn't see any defensive pairings actually yesterday, but I don't think there's any need to change up the top four. I think it's worth keeping Kevin Korchinski with Seth Jones for these next couple of games to give him or to give the front office kind of a best idea of what they should do with him because that decision is looming as well. Alex Vlasic and Connor Murphy have been tremendous together in their two games on the same defensive pairing. I've just been so thrilled with Alex Vlasic, man. It's been awesome to see him turn into this stalwart of a defensive defenseman the third defensive pairing I do believe we could see a change here tonight because if you all remember Wyatt Kaiser and Jared Tenorti might as well been traffic cones out there against the Boston Bruins just absolutely disgusting analytics I think you probably put Nikita Zaitsev back in the lineup as much as I hate that guy uh, I don't think you can run back the Tenorti Kaiser pairing after what they did on Tuesday so that's the defensive core I expect the Blackhawks to roll with and then Arvid Soderbloom Soderbloom I'd keep mis- mixing that up no one really knows what the cor- correct pronunciation is but he does figure to be in that here and he's been tremendous for all of the regular season I thought he was good in the preseason as well Blackhawks are going to need him to be on his a game again here tonight uh, for any chances of taking down the Knights and then I did as I mentioned want to discuss just I've been a little frustrated with the lineup decisions and the forward lines that we've seen so far this season and I don't want to call out Luke Richardson because he undoubtedly knows hockey better than I do but I just don't really understand what he's been trying to do so far this season. And it's not the Lucas Reichel sticking at center thing. I get that right now. And I said on the show on Wednesday, I still think it's a little bit too early for the Blackhawks to completely quit on the Lucas Reichel at center project. But if he does go the first 10 games of the season without recording a point, I do think you have to consider moving him up to the top line with Connor Bedard, or at least moving him from center to wing, because that's when we saw his best production last season. And then also, I do wonder, I don't know the relationship between the coaching staff and Reichel. I don't know how confident Reichel is at this point in time, but I do wonder if there could be, if he goes 10 games without recording a point, I do wonder if there could be a healthy scratching coming at some point just to send a little bit of a message. Now, if that's going to completely derail his confidence and it's going to get in his head, you don't want to do that. But if he seems like he's a kid that can kind of receive that and use it as fire, 
then I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a method that Luke Richardson tries because Lucas Reichel just quite honestly has not been good enough so far this season. Um, but the lineup decisions that I've been frustrated with, I think I know Taylor Hall is out of the lineup and that makes things difficult. And I feel like when he's going to be healthy, he's going to be with Connor Bedard all season long. I don't think it's doing Connor Bedard any favors to be mixing up line mates with him every single night. And I understand that they're trying to figure out what works, but we kind of had all of the preseason to go and do that. So far this season, we've seen Ryan Donato up there, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish. Now we're seeing Philip Kershev, Nick Foligno's up there. We're seven games into the season and it feels like Connor Bedard's had seven or eight different line mates. I don't know. Again, Richardson would probably know better than me. I'm not denying that, but it just feels like it's been a little too much of a revolving door up there with Connor Bedard thus far. And I expected the right wing spot to be uh, an, an up for grabs position for the Blackhawks lineup, but I didn't expect this many guys to coming back, coming in and out uh, of that spot so far through the first second, seven games. The second line, I don't get why we haven't seen more of Lucas Reichel and Andreas Athanasiu. I know that it's been a quiet start for Lucas Reichel, but I, I feel like Tyler Johnson, Lucas Reichel, and Andreas Athanasiu, or even put Philip Kurishev there. I, I feel like that would be the best thing for Lucas Reichel right now. I quite honestly don't understand putting him with Jason Dickinson. Um, maybe they do need to grind around that line, and maybe they need to get a little more physical. Maybe that's what Richardson's going for, but... I honestly don't understand it. Um, I don't like breaking up the veteran line or at least not keeping Dickinson and Perry together because I think those two have done some good things and have been a crucial part of the Blackhawks. Being in games has been, they've been getting offense from their bottom six. And I also do not understand why Mackenzie Entwistle isn't playing. I've been pretty passive about this topic, but I'm sick of it at this point, quite honestly. Mackenzie Entwistle needs to be playing every single night. Mrs. Entwistle, Mr. Entwistle, they both follow me on X. If you're listening right now, I'm vouching for your son to get in the lineup. He's got to be playing. I'm sorry if I'm getting loud. He's got to be playing. This is probably the thing that's ticked me off the most. And maybe that's weird because it's like a fourth liner and the 12th forward into the lineup. But it's pissed me off that Mackenzie Entwistle hasn't been a regular because he earned that spot in the preseason and in training camp. And when he's been in the lineup, he's done good things. I don't understand why Boris Kachuk was playing over him or why Reese Johnson. I know Reese Johnson provides a physicality aspect and he can fight. He can shot block, can win face-offs, good penalty killer, should not be in the lineup over McKenzie and Whistle. That's probably the thing that's irked me. I think Macker needs to be a regular in the lineup. And tonight, Andreas Athanasiu is the extra man. Look, I know there have been a lot of quiet guys in this lineup and Athanasiu probably hasn't held up his end of the bargain thus far, at least in the last couple of games. He did get off to a pretty good start. Scratching him makes no sense to me, especially when you're trying to be a team that plays with speed. He's one of the best skaters in this lineup. Why is he? Maybe he's not sitting tonight, but that's at least the way that it looked in practice yesterday. That would make no sense to me if you're going to be playing shit. Jason Dickinson, Reese Johnson, Boris Kachuk over Andreas Athanasiu. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then on the back end, I think it's time we give Wyatt Kaiser we got to get him, help him, help him, Luke Richardson. Get him off that third pairing with Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev. It's at least going to give us a better understanding of where Wyatt Kaiser is at. It's kind of hard to put a finger on it when he's playing with seventh, eighth defensemen every game. And what we've seen from Alex Vlasic, I think he's more capable of holding his own 
with a Nikita Zaitsev or with a Jared Tenorti than Wyatt Kaiser is at this point. And it feels like Kaiser's struggles could have him on the verge of being sent to Rockford. If they do that before giving him an opportunity with Seth Jones or with Connor Murphy, I honestly think it would be a shame. And regardless of that, I, I probably do think Kaiser would benefit from time in Rockford this season, but I just don't get keeping him with Jared Tenorti or with Nikita Zaitsev when he's been the young defenseman of the three that's clearly struggled the most. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So look, I don't mean to critique an NHL head coach and act like I know more than he does, but I just haven't been happy with a lot of these decisions. In particular, Mackenzie Whistle not being in the lineup on a nightly basis, the consistent revolving doors that's been inside the top six thus far. And also, why not give Wyatt Kaiser a shot with Seth Jones, who he was skating with for most of the preseason and training camp? There have just been a couple of things that have befuddled me thus far. Um, We'll see if any of that happens over these next few games, but I I do feel like Luke Richardson is just being a little ticky-tacky, a little bit too much with the Blackhawks lineup and the decisions that he's made through their first seven, eight games this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go in, follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcasts and to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And as always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow at Jack Bushman too, or you can go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, and yes, I am going to try to get an episode out tomorrow for a recap of this contest. Until that comes out, everyone enjoy your weekend. Go Hawks. Can we do the unthinkable? Can we go and beat the undefeated Golden Knights in Vegas? Fingers crossed. Go Hawks. Everyone enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.